Let's podcast alongside Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Obvious inside Eford Studios, downtown Raleigh. Thanks to Empire Properties and thanks to Copiers Plus. Check them out online at copiers-plus.com. Don't be David Tepper. Don't act like you know everything. Let the experts handle it so you don't find yourself constantly losing with your budget. We've got great advice on this program, and it starts by going to copiers-plus.com. When somebody comes to you about next year's budget, you don't say, I'll let you speculate on what that budget's going to be. No, you say, I want to know where we can save money. You can save money on print and document management thanks to Copiers Plus. Again, check them out online at copiers-plus.com. All right, a little, let's, let's get away from the Panthers for a little bit because we had the college football playoff rankings last night, the last ones before everything is set. And the this is the one that I find the most fascinating. Not the first one, not the middle check-ins, not even the last ones. I like the second to last, the penultimate college football playoff rankings because it really does set the storylines for the championship weekend. And that's when we can get into the disaster scenarios. That's when we can follow these threads and look like the guy from Always Sunny with the strings and the cork board and everything else going, okay, if this team loses and if this happens and if this happens, Ohio State is in, Joe. But here's the top four. You got Georgia, Michigan, Washington, and Florida State. Right out of the gate, Joe, I'm telling you, Florida State being in the top four has essentially made the ACC championship game a matter of seeding for Florida State. If they win... They are in. You are shaking your head. If you're watching on YouTube, Julio is already shaking his head, and I'm telling you to stop it because they are not leaving. They are absolutely not leaving cold, freezing cold. Take me if you want to. They are not leaving an undefeated ACC Power 5 conference squad that's a name brand like Florida State out of the college football playoff Final Four. Sorry, it's not happening. Okay, fine. <laughs> What? I'll just sit back, drink my coffee for morning time. No, what? I, I, you're saying it now. Kirk Herbstreit said it last night. I disagree. Okay. I do not think Florida State controls its own destiny. I don't. Because there are two scenarios here where I can see very clearly Florida State being left out. And the number one scenario is Alabama beating Georgia. Because we know with no hesitation if Alabama beats Georgia, they will be the SEC champion. To your point, they're not leaving the SEC champion out. No. Okay. No. So Alabama in. Then you have Michigan. You can get into your disaster scenario. <laughs> unbeaten Michigan in. Mm-hmm. I believe uh, whoever wins the Pac-12 game in. Now all that's of... Where I, that's, that is where we disagree. Now all of the sudden... You're going to get down to that last spot and they're going to, it's going to be Georgia, mm-hmm. Texas, by the way, who beat Alabama, by the way, who beat Alabama. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And FSU. I, I do not see them in that scenario, taking FSU over either, especially if FSU struggles again with my guy from Wendell. Rudamaker. Yeah. It's not Roadmaker. Rudamaker. He's not the roadcaster. He's not the roadcaster, but he's from Wendell. <laughs> he's from Wendell. Thanks yeah. to Joe Wagstaff for pointing that yeah. out to me. Um, I, if they struggle again, 
the com- uh, this is why I've been talking to you about this is a beauty contest. These are human beings. Mm-hmm. This is not a BCS computer formula. And guess what? There's a there's a little bit of a, an escape patch here because it is the last year of the four team format. Mm-hmm. So they've never had to make a decision like this. And if they do, they can just say, "Well, it's the last year of it. You don't have to worry about it next year." Well, I mean, that's it's not that's about their next escape. Year. You have to worry about now. That's their escape patch for all of this. Now, I will say this: I I think the no, clearest to your point, path. It is ironic, real quick. It is ironic that in the final year of the college football playoff four team format, we have a year where a 12-team format makes the most amount of sense. Because I'd like to see a lot of these teams play each other, and I think we get a better idea as to who the best team is. But anyway. To your point about not getting left out, I believe if all four teams, Georgia, Michigan, Washington, Florida State, win, Mm -hmm. and there are four unbeaten teams, there is absolutely a 100% chance all four of those teams make it, and no one-loss teams jump. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. It's when you start introducing, and, and, and the key here is Alabama. If Alabama wins, you're now you're pulling Alabama, Georgia, and Texas into that equation. And I'm telling you right now, all three of those teams are better than Florida State with Tate Rodemaker. I'm just telling you that. Yeah, right but now. see, that's where the mistake is made. See, you just gave the game away. You are not supposed to. No, but we don't know not, that there is no criteria. You're not supposed to punish a team just because one of their players got hurt. I'm sorry. No, this is a human committee. That is charged with. But don't you all give we, them credit for going past the fact that their best player got hurt and no. they're still finding ways to win? No, I'm sorry because it was against North Alabama and Florida. Here's the thing: their and job, then they'll beat Louisville in the championship game. Their job is to put the four best teams into a playoff that yeah, is going to be the most compelling for television. I disagree. Florida State. Now, this is where I'll actually give Florida State fans their flowers. And I get back to, let's not act like Florida State isn't a name brand that brings eyeballs to television. Okay? Come on now. Who's more, the, more, so than a, more so than a Pac-12 team, for heaven's sake. That, no, don't do that to yourself. Uh, Washington and Oregon have been the two most interesting teams all season. Yeah, but the, see, what Oregon, here's where we get into the vibes once again. This Oregon, who, if Oregon beats Washington, okay, then we can have an argument. Okay? Yeah, I mean, they're playing. And they will. <laughs> Then you can have an argument, but even then, I'm at a loss to see how Oregon is better than an undefeated ACC champion Florida State team that actually has some good wins on its resume. Florida State beat LSU. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. Who who they beat Clemson in the ACC? They didn't play. They didn't play NC State. I know they're about to play Louisville, so that's good. Yeah. What do they really have compared but what to did, but if what you look AC, at the Pac-12? But here's the, but here's the other thing. What did the college football playoff committee do last night that I, also indicates why? And we'll get to this a little bit later I on. I wouldn't argue with right now, right now if Jordan Travis was healthy. He's not. He's <sighs> gone. See, I disagree. I hate that. I don't like that. I hate that. Well, do you want to go back when Kenya Martin broke his leg? And the, and the NCAA tournament selection committee said, hey, cool, you've been number one all year, mm-hmm. but now we're going to punish you because you don't have your best player. I disagree with that. That was too. a human committee. I disagreed with but that. But it was too. a human committee. That's what I'm trying to get at with this. Get in there as you, you should be. You should be viewed based on your resume, regardless of things that are outside of your control, like an injury. Sorry. That's just as simple as that to me. Now, you and I disagree on Florida State getting in if they win. I think to we, me, we disagree that four, they have control of their own destiny. I, I think, do not believe they have control I of their own destiny. I think they have control of their own destiny. I think by placing them at four with an ACC championship game coming up this weekend, the 13th data point or whatever it's called, 
that final data point, it's about seeding at this point. They'll either stay at four as an undefeated Power Five team, or they could possibly move up depending on how everything plays out. That's how I see <laughs> there is no there is no way Florida State, if they make it, is anything more than the fourth. They're not Wolves again. You know, Georgia could lose for all I know. So here's the thing. Do you know what presents the maximum amount of chaos? Um the NC State of the Big Ten winning and beating Jim Harbaugh, who's back. 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 This would be the most ironic thing ever, right? Uh, Michigan gets to this point with Jim Harbaugh missing more than half of their games, being on the sideline for two different sets of punishments. Okay. Iowa loves to drag you back into the 30s with their style of football. And Michigan is a 23-point favorite in this championship game. And it would be to borrow a phrase from Chip Patterson over at the cover three, wouldn't it be funny? Wouldn't it be hilarious if Iowa ends up doing that? What do you do with Michigan if they lose to Iowa? Oh, they're not in. They're not in, right? Okay. So who do you put in place? If Michigan Michigan loses. It's as oh, Texas. The, Texas is there because Texas is going to finish with one loss no matter what Alabama does. But what about Ohio State? No. You don't think Ohio State has no, an no, opportunity Ohio State's, in? Ohio State's done. They, I don't know, man. No, I mean, Georgia, Georgia could beat Alabama, right? So right. That, that eliminates Alabama from the let's sneak into the college football playoff. Louisville could beat Florida State. I mean, it's not, entire, it's sure. not entirely out of the possibility that yeah. Louisville beats Florida State. Yeah. I don't want to dismiss the Cardinals. Shout out to oh, our friends yeah, over yeah. Louisville. If you want to go full, yeah. And then, of course, you know, we're acting as though Texas is going to beat uh, Oklahoma State yeah, in, the, in the Big 12 championship game. So there's a scenario, there's a scenario for Alabama to do the or for Ohio State to do the classic Ohio State thing where everybody just writes them off. Yeah. And then suddenly they After Ryan Day Ryan Day right. finds their way back in. Um, Texas is Take the most that, Lou Holtz. Texas is the most talented team in the country. Yes, I realize they already lost to Oklahoma. Yeah. But they're not losing to Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. Um, see, to your point. If we had a 12 team playoff this year, I would love to see it because I think I think Oregon's really good. I think Texas is really good. Yeah. I would love to see Washington go against some of these other teams. Mm-hmm. Georgia, you know, has played a very easy schedule, but they're still gonna there's they're gonna have games where they defensively they strangle you. So I I I would just love to see an expanded format this year. And this would also be one of those years where I do think uh a lower seeded team could pick off one of these teams. I just don't think the difference between, you know, one through even eight this year with Alabama is there's not that great of a difference. Every time we talk about college football, it's brought to you by wings over. Check them out. Downtown Raleigh on Hillsborough street with that free parking. I got their own parking spaces. Utilize that online ordering with wings over Raleigh, Chapel Hill and Greenville, because when they say the wings are going to be ready at six 30, when you put it in the little thing, what time you want to pick them up? Guess what? They will be ready at six 30. There's no lingering. They're like, Oh man, I still got to wait. Oh, we just put them in the fryer. No, they're ready to go. And I highly recommend that hot lemon pepper. So if you're getting ready for bowl season, you're sick and tired of hosting and cooking, and you just want an easy meal, Wings Over is the place to go. Now, well, we got one more point from the rankings from last night because Louisville at 14 mm-hmm. is still five spots ahead of NC State at 19. Yeah. So if Florida State were to make the college football playoff, that means the next highest rated ACC team would make the Orange Bowl. Well, let's, this is where I was going. This is where I was going. There's two more points out of the college football playoff that I think are interesting. Let's let's get to the first one because I've seen enough of your freaking tweets, you guys. I, I, on one hand, I appreciate you listening. Thank you for actually listening to the show. 
really, I truly appreciate that. It warms my cold, grinchy heart that you guys are paying attention. But if I get one more damn tweet about the Atlantic division, you, you bring this on yourself. If I get one more freaking tweet from y'all bring this or thread yourself. or a comment in the YouTube, so shout out to JJ Atlantic division participation trophies for everyone. Because yes, you see Florida state at four, Louisville at 14, NC state at 19 and Clemson. Cause somebody has got to be ranked at the bottom end of the top 25 is 23rd. Now you, you, you referenced this already once Joe, not all these teams played each other. Yes. They didn't all play each other, yep. which actually doesn't help Florida state in the long run, but this does help the ACC in general and Florida state's case to point out that the ACC was actually pretty good as a conference this year in the same way that the PAC 12 can make that same argument as well. I'm not going to relitigate the Atlantic versus Coastal. That, that's fine. We, we've already I'll found wait, a common ground. I'll wait for Brownlow to come in on Thursday. <laughs> we've already found a common ground. And she ground. can yell at you and everybody uh, else. Okay. But no, I'm just, I'm just all, I'm kidding. I'm just being obnoxious. I appreciate everybody hitting me with the Atlantic division. See, Joe, see, see what happens first year without divisions. And look who's in the top 25. One year, one data point. Let's see how this plays out in the future when SMU comes in to run the league. What are you going to say then? Huh? I'm kidding, folks. Now, about the Wolfpack. Now that we have a better idea of what the college football playoff landscape looks like going mm -hmm. into the championship games, is there a legitimate possibility for NC State to backdoor their way into the Orange Bowl? If Louisville were to get their doors blown off, maybe. Okay. The problem here is... Louisville and NC State played mm -hmm. and they're going to have a very similar record and Louisville beat NC State. So I don't see what premise you would put NC State in higher than Louisville straight up. It was a close game. It was. So to your point, if Louisville gets the but doors, I, they still off won. <laughs> Louisville yeah. still won the football game, but I'm going to, I'm going to apply SEC rules to the ACC here. Okay. Because like with the Georgia-Alabama thing, right? If Georgia loses in a close game or whatever, then suddenly you're like, well, you know, it could have gone either way. Hey, you know what? NC State, look how they're playing now. If Louisville and NC State were to play again, how do you think that game goes, right? right. You look at what they've done. So I do, I can see the argument for NC State because it was such a tight slog of a game. And if the NC way State, NC State's playing now. Sure, if NC State had a better record, Fine. Yeah. It, but they don't. It's okay. the same. It will end up being 10 and three Louisville, nine and three okay. NC State, and okay. Louisville will okay. have a win over them. And, you know, quite frankly, um, that, that if it was the other way, NC State fans would absolutely lose their minds if, if that had happened. So, yeah, okay. I don't anticipate that happening, but that is the way in, of course. Now, you, lo you lost your bowl connect. I, I lost all of my bowl connections. I used to have it all on lock, um, but I obviously still understand the order. Now, I just want NC State to go to the Pop-Tart Bowl because yeah, I want to see Dave Dorn. No, I want to see Dave Dorn eat the Pop-Tart. The mascot. Yeah, he wasn't down with the mayonnaise last year. Maybe that was the big problem. Maybe. Um, and just to clarify one other point, because Notre Dame is there at 17, mm -hmm. Notre Dame cannot take the ACC spot in the Orange Bowl. Uh, oddly enough, <laughs> the ACC can play Notre Dame in the Orange Bowl, but under this scenario of Florida State going up, mm -hmm. Notre Dame cannot take the ACC spot. So even though they'd be probably likely ranked ahead of Louisville and NC State, they do not have access to that. They can, however, 
take the next spot in the ACC order, which is going to happen. So if Louisville ends up in the Orange Bowl, the next bowl that chooses mm-hmm. is going to take Notre Dame and then NC State. Housekeeping. Big thanks to Breaking Tea for putting out another shirt. We got the NC tripartisan flag. So, you, you know, it looks like a North Carolina state flag. You got your blue, which kind of passes for a Duke blue. You got the red, which is obviously NC state red. And instead of white that you see in a North Carolina state flag, it is a Carolina blue. And we got the OG instead of NC. We got positive vibes only. We got five stars instead of one. You get the point. You make me laugh sometimes. How so? I'm not a technology person. Yeah. Yet somehow I'm better at this than you are. What's that? We're on YouTube, Joe. Yeah, I know, but Sweet I'm doing baby I, Jesus. I am describing this for our podcast listeners. Oh, because you got to remember, look, you got to learn from the best, man. Like, for instance, John Forslund, right? Yeah. John Forslund was so good at play by play that it didn't matter if it was on TV or radio. Okay. Sure. Because you knew exactly as he painted the picture. Yeah. So I just want to make sure that our podcast listeners understand what this design is about. And our YouTube listeners or watchers can see what that hoodie looks like. Look at that. I know. Amazing, right? You're over here like we're we're huddled around the radio in, in World War II waiting for FDR. Oh, stop. It. Just put it on the YouTubes, man. And again, I have to describe it for the audio, the, the, the audio only audience. So regardless, go buy <laughs> a damn they shirt. Don't follow us on social media. Go buy it. It. <laughs> Some people don't. <laughs> go buy a damn t-shirt. That's a, no. let's get let's cut to the chase. Go get buy a hoodie, t-shirt. Man. It's, or, it's or, a beauty. Or buy the hoodie. Just buy something from Breaking Tea. Go to breakingtea.com slash OG. Uh, you people ask all the time, how can we help? How can we help? You know how you can help? That's Go how. buy a shirt <laughs> because we get a cut of it and you're repping the brand, which is what we appreciate. Speaking of brands, when it comes to buying a home, you need people all across the state to put you in the best position to get that house. And that's where hometown realty comes into play. Check them out online, myhtr.com. They make it really easy to understand if you're buying or selling. They got the mortgage calculator. But more importantly, as the housing inventory has become very, very competitive, you might be looking at new construction. And this is where hometown realty comes in. Yeah, more than 60% of their business is in new construction. So six locations from here to the coast, more than 250 agents. The experts have you covered. Use the experts. Use their expertise at hometown realty. It's real easy. Go to myhtr.com. Also, big thanks to Whitaker and Hamer. Maybe you bought a house. You got to take it to closing. Perhaps you find yourself in a situation where you got to refinance, even if the rates suck. No big deal. Just go to wh.lawyer, attorneys and counselors at law. Maybe you find yourself with a traffic violation. Uh, Yeah, I'm totally hypothetical. Maybe you passed a (laughs) car going five miles per hour on Hargett Street and you needed legal help. Totally (laughs) hypothetical. (laughs) Check them out online. wh.lawyer. On yesterday's show, we talked to Luke DeCock, News and Observer, briefly on the ACC-SEC challenge. And I think the three of us agreed that if the ACC is going to avoid having the dumb conversations about how good is it, is it a two-bid league, blah, 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 they have to make some waves now. And the ACC-SEC challenge provided that first real opportunity. And hey, look at that. The ACC did not shit itself. Congratulations. Big win for Clemson over Alabama. Georgia Tech with the surprise over Mississippi State. These are ranked wins over SEC squads. NC State didn't get it done against Ole Miss. 
And I understand that Chris Beard wants to make sure that we're here to talk about Ole Miss basketball. Apologies to Chris. We will not be talking about Ole Miss basketball. We'll get to NC State's loss in a little bit. But this is important. Judah Mintz went off last night, too, for Syracuse. That's good to see. Did you see uh, the clip? Syracuse? Did you see the clip of LSU players getting off the plane in the snow? I know they were done. I wish they I saw it. that clip. I wish I they saw that it. clip before tip. But speaking of Syracuse, <laughs> look at Joe Girard getting nice for Clem for Clemson. <laughs> Wild Put that man. man in orange. And no, he's going to get it done. On a serious note, these were the things that were missing from the ACC last year. Yes. Duke was the only team last year that took care of its business outside the league. The only way to get credit for beating teams inside the league is for those teams to go outside the league, and then you beat them because of their other success. Mm-hmm. This Clemson win is huge. It actually, this Clemson win reminds me of last year. Remember Oklahoma beat Alabama late in the big 12 sec challenge. And then retroactively, everyone who beat Alabama now, all of a sudden, every, excuse me, everyone who beat Oklahoma, then all of a sudden gets credit for beating Alabama, who, if you'll recall, was a number one seed mm-hmm. in the NCAA tournament last year. So big win for Clemson. And you're right, Georgia tech, who's probably going to win, you know, five, six games in the league. Them going out and beating Mississippi State, also very big for the league. Now, it wasn't all sunshine and roses for no, the ACC. No, Miami my got hurricanes. smoked. smoked by, but you know what? That doesn't bother me. I know that Luke texted me this morning saying, I put See? my own virtual green <laughs> sticker on this score with the fact that Miami ends up getting just, they just fell apart. 57 points by the Wildcats in the second half. Their offense was flowing. They were dropping threes. I think they were, what, like 9-21 of 21 from beyond the arc last night. Um, I don't think that hurts Miami in any way because that's not what Miami basketball is about. Miami basketball, you sleep them on all year with Jim Laranaga, and next thing you know, they start surprising you in the league, and next thing you know, they show up in the Final Four. That is, that's classic Miami stuff. And be, be, besides, last night was more important for John Calipari to get Kentucky yeah. fans off his ass than anything else. Shout out to Jim Laranega, though. He he cracked me up with the post game. He didn't like us when we talked to him at ACC tip off. Uh, he didn't like us. He, he was just kind of like, hey, he wasn't no, there. be nicer to SMU. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And he wanted people to be nicer to him because he got booed walking on the court last night. And he's like, why are you booing me? Why do you I, never get, me? I never get booed. I'm Jim Laranega. People like me. I'm nice. So that all that all played out last night. For the most part, it was a good night for the ACC because they need those uh, four now, three SEC. So but, but ultimately, a good night for the That's ACC. That's what I'm saying. Those two wins were huge. However, about the Wolfpack. Uh, last night was the first time I actually sat down and watched NC State play basketball for real, for real. And I don't know. I mean, it's not like Ole Miss is this amazing defensive team under Chris Beard so far, at least in the early going. Again, I'm not watching Ole Miss basketball. I'm just going based on what Ken Palm tells me. And Ken Palm tells me they're a pretty middling team. They're Ken Palm 97. They're, just, they're, they're, they're okay. They're fine. Whatever. Ben Middlebrooks, he was okay. I guess that was probably his best game, but it came at the expense of everybody else not really having a great game last night. But my immediate takeaway watching the Wolfpack last night was, I don't know any of these guys other than DJ Burns, right? And obviously Casey Morsell, who's expected to have a lot. And he had, what, 28 points and lost to BYU. I'm not really sweating NC State November basketball. I think this is a team that at least looks like it has pieces and we're really not going to know what they're about until we get into the new year. Yeah. Number one, they're going to need some time to play together. They need to get better on defense. That that's number one. But number two, uh, we, you know, remember when the commissioner was trying to tell us, you know, travel, ha, 
that's not a big deal. They're, the teams are going to go to California, and then it's not that. The tr- Come on, oh, guys. Gaps, the BYU thing? State. We saw this last year, in fairness, with Carolina. Mm-hmm. They went out to Oregon, and I told you the next game they play would be a scheduled loss. It just so happened to be against Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. And in this game here, uh, very similar situation. Scheduled loss on the road, out of town. You come back. You're not at home. It's a quick turnaround. You're in Oxford, Mississippi. <laughs> and uh, at the risk of accusing you of being a slave to Ken Palm, uh, all of, this is Chris Beard's first year at Ole Miss. So all of those numbers are based on but last year. what is year. Chris Beard known for? He's a, Chris Beard is actually, in if, if you were to get 100 coaches and they didn't factor his personality or some of his off-court issues, they would probably tell you he's the best X and O coach in college basketball. Mm-hmm. That's what they would probably tell you. Yeah, and they get they and they defend. they play they, they play they defense. That is what yep. they do. And you're right. I tend to be a slave to Ken Palm this time of the year because there's no well, way. What to, else do you have? What else do I have? <laughs> not, yeah, I, that wasn't me being no, accusatory. No, I get it. I it was more of just like Ole Miss. Their identity is going to be on the defensive mm-hmm. end. They they only gave him 52 points last night. State was completely out of sorts. And you know what? To me, that's a scheduled loss. And part of that's on the league. Part of that's obviously on Kevin. Uh, they have to be more ready to play. Now they open up league play mm. on Saturday. Wow. On the road at Boston College. So we'll, we'll see what the Wolfpack does this week. The ACC SEC challenge continues tonight with Tennessee coming to Chapel Hill. Top 25 matchup between the Tar Heels and the Volunteers. You've got Virginia at home with an opportunity to beat a ranked team in Texas A&M. That would help the league out in a big way. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Oh, Virginia. Okay. Virginia versus Texas I was like, A&M. we're getting buzz back at Virginia Tech? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's Virginia. Okay. Uh, Wake Forest is taking on Florida. And then you've got Arkansas hosting Duke. Um, let's talk about... So, going to need Duke and probably need Virginia at yeah. home. You but- know you know what else we need? Sneaky? We mm. need uh, Louisville not to lose to, to Bellarmine. It's in play. <laughs> um... <laughs> No, I, two and five I'll say this. Year. This is a great early test for Carolina. You yes. know, you know how they do against Rick Barnes. Yep. This is a their way of life against ours. Tennessee's mm-hmm. a tough team. Tennessee's an older team. Tennessee's a physical team. That's what we saw. Season. That's what we saw. We saw what they did to Duke uh, last year. Yeah, and these, these are all the things we tournament. usually don't describe North Carolina as. Yes. So this is a chance for them on their home floor. And, and again, they're at home, but still, they just went through the the grinder there with their the tournament that they played with mm-hmm. down in Atlanta. So this is a, this is a tough, this is a hard reset. This is a tough reset, but it's a great challenge for Carolina and one that, quite frankly, will go a long way for the league. Even though they just beat Arkansas, mm-hmm. still go a long way for the league, and you should be rooting for Carolina tonight. To, to your point, a couple of things about Carolina, um, and I know Chris over at Dagon Box Scores pointed this out as it relates to Elliot Cadeau. A lot, a lot has been put on Elliot Cadeau and him helping move that offense around and getting RJ Davis off the ball and, you know, making sure that Armando Baycott things go through him. The one thing that's been interesting to watch out of the Tar Heels so far is minutes. Mm-hmm. He's been playing a lot of guys and Cadeau has played a lot of minutes rather than like, let me just put my best guys out there right now. And eventually I'll need to go to you. This is not what Hubert Davis did last year. At some point, people will ask Hubert Davis, all right, what is the philosophy change in going to a much wider roster, uh, a much wider roster distribution versus what you saw last year? Uh, who was it? Who was it? La- I have to go pull this up from Chris, but he, he basically was comparing Elliot Cadeau to uh, Dr. Seth Styles. Oh. I, think it was, I think it was Styles is who okay. he was comparing to. And Treble could be another example as well. That's a positive font sign for UNC that they're at least trusting Cadeau to come along and 
he'll be a much, much bigger contributor once we get into ACC play. But I think the more important part, to your point, if you want the ACC to succeed, if you want more schools in the NCAA tournament, you're going to need North Carolina to get their act together. And so far, no, they it's, have. Looked, it's looked pretty good. Yeah, it's looked pretty good. So just something to keep an eye on. With Duke, again, I still think we're kind of dealing with what we saw from Duke last year. A bunch of different guys, a lot of gelling. What's their identity so far? I, I, it's tough for me to talk about college basketball this time of the year. I will be completely upfront with and you. And that's even with a Duke roster that you mostly recognize. Yes, that's the but. The, they have an influx of new guys that have come in. What's their role They're going ancillary to be? Players. I mean, are, are they comfortable being ancillary players? Right. And if they are, because we've seen how John Shire, at least in one year of sample size, we'll throw different lineups out yeah. there, not even just game to game, but within a game too. Are they comfortable stepping up? That's that. Th- those are the questions that I have for Duke going forward. But again, I'll reiterate my point when it comes to ACC basketball this time of the year, man. It's harder than ever to get any sort of read. All you can really ask is don't screw it up. Like don't take a bad L. That's all you can really ask at this point in time. Then we can talk about what your actual title contention status is once we get more data in January and ultimately in February. Big thanks to State Farm, Matt Davis, insuregarner.com, the OG insurance.com, or call them directly at 919 779 8277. I'm a State Farm customer myself. Matt, here in the G, talk to a real person. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Uh, be like Troy. Call, give him a call. Save, Troy's saving 40%. Can't promise you that much on all of your savings, but I can promise you if you call, you'll get the best options for you and the best way for you to save some money. So help yourself out. Help Matt out. Kill two birds with one stone. Also, big thanks to Homefield. Check them out online, homefieldapparel.com. I was rocking that big four shirt earlier in the week. So um, have you given your pops the jacket yet? No, or, I have you're, not. You're a, you're a, you're a thanks, uh, Christmas. Christmas, yeah. But, uh, I'll traditionalist. Give to, I will give it to him on Christmas. On Christmas. I'm still working on yours. It's not a Homefield apparel, okay. but it is unique. Still working on Unique's that. good, and Homefield's got all kinds of unique stuff. Like, I didn't even know that shirt existed, so do yourself a favor. Go to Homefield Apparel, peruse, look around, see what they've got. You'll, you'll, I promise you'll find something that you like, and then use the code OG twenty three. Save yourself fifteen percent. You know what I did? I'm, I'm sitting here doing like really dumb things. I don't know why I did this, but I actually took your camera out for all of a sudden. I don't know. Let's let's add you back. Now we got two Gilios stereo. So you got stereo Gilios. All right, we're back to this now. I'm going to leave that in for YouTube. Perfect. Here's the thing you have to consider now that we're in the holiday season. You might be going to a Christmas party. Mm-hmm. You might be having a holiday get together with your friends at a restaurant. Do you just want to drive there and meet up and not make it an event? No, you don't want to do that. You want to contact Sleek Fleet. Check them out online at sleek-fleet.com. Pull up to your holiday party in style. What do you call it? A, a Ford Fiesta? Yeah, you don't want the Festiva. The like, Festiva. You, you know, come on, man. Yeah, yeah. And you don't want to stop 85 times and you don't want to pay through the nose either. No, you don't. You want to be on time. You want to arrive in style. Don't worry about parking. Don't worry about any kind of legal issues, drinking and driving. Put all that aside and check out Sleek Fleet. As they say, ditch your average ride share. It's 919-335-8840. Tyler does such a great job. I use him for stadium, the arena, airport, you name it. He's got it. Again, 919-335-8840. 
Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline columnist for the Charlotte Observer, he is Scott Fowler. Uh, he might not get called upon for a question for David Tepper at press conferences, but we'll call upon you, Scott. To, to <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what happened? All right, let's let's just cut to the chase. What was the point of yesterday's David Tepper press conference? To speak in platitudes and generalities and not really explain much. Uh, it was he was ostensibly, of course, to explain why they fired Frank Reich eleven games into his first season of a four-year contract, but. Other than saying a few couple of things like the record wasn't good enough, we really didn't get many specifics. And David Tepper only answered eight questions, guys, and uh, that was in 14 minutes. And he kind of, you know, filibustered on a couple of them and didn't get into any of the nitty gritty, which normally I will say he is pretty good about uh, giving some details, excuse me, uh, about that, but not this time. Why don't you think it happened this time? Because my, my, my question, my follow-up to that would be, when you get to a certain point when you've got that amount of money, you don't have to answer to anybody. You could just be yeah, ass. Do what you want. It is right. do what you want, yeah. man. But yeah. typically, there is, a, there is an understanding that if you want people to invest in your team, you do at least have to give some sort of fireside chat to, uh, to just infuse the fan base with a little bit of trust. Like, hey, look, this didn't work out. We're going to go forward. Trust me on this one. Does he have anybody in his inner circle that will tell him, hey, man, that wasn't a good look? Does he have anybody like that in his inner circle? I'm not sure whether he does. I mean, they, they, his inner circle were, was the one, you know, rushing him off the stage. They tried to rush him off after uh, 10 minutes, and uh, he finally stayed for maybe one more question about uh, Bryce Young and and said that he, you know, he endorsed Bryce Young, but so did everyone else in that room, which I believe is true. The whole myth about Frank Reich, oh, he wanted C.J. Stroud uh, over Bryce Young, and there was no doubt about it, and he got overruled. That ain't true, guys. That's not – and I've spoken with Frank Reich about this and, uh, you know, in fact, did the only interview that he's given so far, I believe, uh, since he got fired uh, you know, about that and other things. But in any case – uh, I don't think his inner circle, there's there's not anyone just, or, or maybe there is someone, but it's a little bit of what you just said. He does what he wants when he wants, and we know that from he's fired three Panther coaches all during the middle of the season. So it is a little reactive. It is a little bit of the, he was a Pittsburgh Steelers fan growing up and lived and died with each Sunday and little bit of the fan mentality. You guys know how it is. You should be benching the quarterback and firing the coach after every loss, right? And in, in, in some respects, that's what fans want or the outer extreme of fans want. And uh, sometimes that feels a little bit like the way it is here in Charlotte. All right. Um, well, let's get into some uh, inside baseball stuff because I want to put in context how long you've covered the Panthers for because you know, I, I sometimes get my Fowler families at the Charlotte Observer and the Green families confused. <laughs> the fathers are yeah. right. Like, so right. how long have you how long have you written about the Panthers for? Uh, since since before they were born, okay. uh, when they were in utero, I came here in 1994 as one of the Panther beat writers. Uh, okay. So I covered them. Uh, you know, really the formation of the team. I wasn't here the day the team was awarded. I was still working at the Miami Herald in 93. But once it was awarded, 
I grew up in Spartanburg, went to UNC Chapel Hill, wanted to get back to the Carolinas. This was my opportunity. So I came in 94 and, and have covered them every season. This is the 29th year, you know, for the first five or six as a beat writer yeah. and the last 20 so as a, you know, as a columnist. Yeah. There would really be no reason for them not to call on you yesterday. That that's the context. Yeah, I guess so. I, I've never. I'll, I'll put it this way, Joe. I've never ever. I've been in every significant Panthers press conference ever. I've never not asked a question. They know I want to ask a question. And at this point, I mean, I've written four books about the franchise. I don't want to toot my own horn here, but I just no, I no, want to no, say no. that. I mean, you know, right, when Frank Reich wanted to to talk about his side of the story. Uh, he, you know, we talked Monday. I'm, I'm a respected authority on the Panthers, not the only respected authority. Sure. We've got some Joe Persons, a great beat writer, David Newton's Mike K is our beat writer. They're all really good, but I just feel, feel like I should have gotten a question. So I was PO'd sure. and wrote a column about that yesterday about getting frozen out at that press conference. Oh. You know, this makes me slightly laugh, make myself feel a bit old. So please don't make, please don't make it think that I'm calling you old right now. But we're old. When we were coming up, this never we there was no inside baseball. There was no like, oh my god, uh, you, you, you didn't call on me. Who right. like no, I'm I seeing mean. this on Pro Football Talk, like the, making a big deal out about this. But I think now in this world, and this goes back not to yesterday, in my opinion, but when he fired Rule, right? Like he, David Tepper called you out during that press conference yeah. and made it seem like, but he gave away the game, Scott. Um, and, and I just kind of want to say he gave away the game temper that day by being like, I read everything you write, right? <laughs> you can tell me what the exact quote was, but it was basically like him telling you, like, I disagree with everything, but man, I read everything, you know? Right. So I think this, right. I think this goes back to that, right? It has to. I think so. Yeah, we do have some history and it's not as confrontational as these two uh, moments make it seem. I mean, we've spoken uh, a number of times over the, I mean, uh, one, he gave me an exclusive interview a couple of different times. I mean, it's not like we've, oh, we've always had this, uh, you know, smashing heads relationship, but right now we're in a point where, yes, uh, you know, 13 months ago, we kind of snapped at each other in a press conference. Now we're not speaking to each other. It's a, you know, it's like a, it's like a bad little scene in a marriage, right? So, uh, not to put myself on Tepper's level, he probably does not think about me nearly as much as I think about him. I'm sure, that's uh, you know what. Actually, Scott, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to stop you right there. I'm going to say no. I think that David Tepper clearly cares what people think. He clearly has either you know you're a Carolina guy. Joe's told me this, this all the time because I've never been a beat writer, so. I, I don't expect, I've always done my work on radio or audio with the podcast, and I don't expect these coaches to catch what we're talking about on a given basis, but they'll absolutely read what the beat writers write on a daily basis. And you know, what was it? Dean Smith would basically have uh, a yeah, por- portfolio, essentially. Here's my binder full of stuff. So clearly either Tepper has this stuff collected for him and he reads it, or I'm convinced he's got a burner account on Twitter and he's reading all this stuff. And I wouldn't be surprised if he holds up a phone at one point and says, hey, Frank, so uh, so Scott says this right here. So wh- what do you have to say about that? I think he's so deep in it that he can't pull himself out. And that's why you end up getting scenes like we did yesterday at that press conference. I mean, maybe there's some of that for sure. I will say, I mean, I, <laughs> I don't want to unnecessarily bash Tepper for every single thing he's done. 
He doesn't have the baggage of a Daniel Snyder or a Jerry Richardson. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 you know, all that. So he's, but he's deep into, yeah, I've known well before he said that publicly, I know he reads everything that we write. It's just part of his habit. I'm glad he does. You know, I mean, he's held, you know, I'm glad he reads the Charlotte Observer, thinks of us as relevant, but sometimes uh, he can be a little hypersensitive. Scott, you are. You're cracking me up here because you are like one of the nicest people in our business. You you really are. You just qualified. Yeah, you know David Tepper. He's not an awful human being. <laughs> and let's not forget. But let's be fair. And let's not He's be real. Not a terrible human being. There is no messy in Charlotte. There's no messy in Charlotte without David Tepper. That's no live music either. <laughs> All right. Let me let me ask you this because I advanced this yesterday. You know, even Jerry Jones and even Daniel Snyder in their phases had someone say to them, hey, bring in Bill Parcells, bring back Joe Gibbs. Do you think there is anyone in David Tepper's circle that will say to him, hey, it's time to go get one of these big fish and get out of the way and stop your weekly Sunday meetings or Monday meetings, whatever day they are. Uh, Stop suggesting the three, four defense and just get out of the way, write the check and be happy and let the people who know football handle the football stuff. I mean, I think that's a possibility, honestly. I mean, there's two names out there that that would happen. With. One is Belichick if he gets fired. Uh, who, you know, not, no. Uh, but he would. But and he would another one is, is Harbaugh. Yeah, yeah. Harbaugh is probably a little more uh, realistic. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, they've talked about the job before. You know, it was reported yeah. last year. So, um, but I think both of those guys would be like, I'm only taking it if you stay away, yeah. you know, you stay out of the way. Mm-hmm. Now, a guy like who's a little more pliable, a younger guy who's just super happy to get the opportunity, happy to be here type guy, you know, that it's, you're back it, in the same cycle. it's not going to be any different. Yeah. It won't yeah. be any different. Scott Fowler, columnist, Charlotte Observer. Before we say goodbye, we appreciate the time. Uh, do you think David Tepper will be sitting down for a follow-up of your book, uh, The Sports Legends of the Carolinas? <laughs> He's, He's not qualified for sports legends of the Carolinas quite yet. Okay. Um, there's a, a few Super Bowl rings probably have to come in between now and then. But thanks for mentioning it. Yeah. Sports Legends of the Carolinas is our new uh, Charlotte. It's a Charlotte Observer book. Myself and Jeff Siner, who I think you guys know, but he's a, just a fantastic yeah. photographer. Mm-hmm. A coffee table book, really. And we sat down with 33 different sports legends, a lot from. Uh, you know, the triangle area, uh, Roy Williams, Coach K, we did Steph Curry, uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Jeff Gordon, a whole bunch of people in a whole bunch of different sports. A lot of Panthers from the past, nobody mm-hmm. from right now, because you for obvious reasons, but Jake DeLome and such. And anyway, it's available, sportslegendsbook.com, where you can find it uh, there. That's probably the easiest way to get it, sportslegendsbook.com. Awesome. I love that. Do you think David Tepper gets it before we say goodbye? Like, does he? People will eventually it, maybe or something. They'll, they'll take in oh. their information. I, I, like, I don't blame him for like. Look, uh, to be honest, I don't blame him for firing Frank Reich. I don't. Right. Just like no, I don't. I mean, I, I don't really either. Rule, I, don't blame him. I don't blame him for firing Ron Rivera. It was time for Ron Rivera to go. It was time to go in a new direction. We're seeing how it's played out in Washington. It was time. So. I get why they were fired. The question is, will it finally dawn on him? Will he finally get it that if I want to win, I have to get out of the way? Does he get that? I don't think so. Okay. (laughs) That's unfortunate. 
I guess we'll be back here uh, next year when they're firing yet another coach. Scott, we appreciate the time, man. Hey, love your show. Thanks for having me on. Big thanks to Scott Fowler for hanging out with us. Every time we talk about the Carolina Panthers and the NFL, it's brought to you by Graffiti in downtown Cary. Check them out. Uh, if you missed break even night on a Tuesday, check again next Tuesday. If you want to get some great bourbon specials, go this Sunday. They always have the bourbon on lock. And of course, accidentally to take some aggression out with the terribleness of the Carolina Panthers. Should we have an OG axe throwing night? <laughs> an axe throwing night? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. We can do that. Okay. I mean, you know, you know me, I love to compete at even the dumbest of things. Yeah, you, you do. You want to make like a side bet for that? Yeah, of course you do. Of course you do. <laughs> speaking of speaking of ownership, I, I, I did want to bring this up. And Charlotte actually plays into this before we move on to the Carolina Hurricanes for a hot minute. Mark Cuban is selling a majority stake in the Dallas Mavericks. For real? Mm-hmm. He's selling it to uh, the casino family, the Adelsons. All right. And this in combination with, well, real quick context about the Mark Cuban thing. Yeah. He's selling a majority stake, but he's keeping shares and he still gets to run basketball operations. Actually, in, instead of going off the top of my head, let me just go ahead to Sham's report on the athletic. He's selling a majority stake of the Mavericks to Miriam Adelson. I, I believe it's Adelson okay. and uh, the casino tycoons of the Adelson family. For evaluation in the range of 3.5 billion, sources tell the Athletic Cuban keeps shares in the team and full control of basketball operations. You combine this with the fact that he announced that he's cycling off Shark Tank after a 16-year run. I do wonder if Mark Cuban might have a presidential bid in him. Just saying. I'm just I'm just gonna throw that out there. Like that's one of those I can see it. Wow, I can see it. But my spidey senses ultimately tangled on. So you're saying that I. My first thought was he must be sick. No. Something must be. Up. No, no, no. I think there's something else going on here. Because again, if he's sick, he wouldn't be doing basketball operations. He wouldn't be still kind of involved with the team mm -hmm. the way that he is. The reason, the real reason my spidey sense is tingled is because it's not like Mark Cuban to be behind the curve when it comes to trends. Right. He's usually ahead. When you combine him selling the team, were a majority stake of the team, along with Michael Jordan also selling a majority stake in the Charlotte Hornets, all before the next media rights deal gets finalized. It makes me wonder about the next media rights about deal. the next media rights. There's been a lot, and you want to talk about inside baseball. We were talking inside baseball with Scott Fowler, right? Mm -hmm. This is real big industry, TV industry, inside baseball. There's been a lot of speculation. And a lot of saber rattling from Adam Silver, the NBA commissioner, about why the NBA is as valuable or more valuable today than it was from the last rights deal. And obviously, this is important because you got to keep those salaries coming, man. Like it, it's only going up. So the best way to do it is to make these TV deals and why they've involved the tech companies and, you know, trying to make it like Amazon has as much interest in the NBA on a Thursday night as they would the NFL. Please spare me on that one. So this is just my own speculation on this. That these two guys, who are usually pretty good about understanding the market, pretty good understanding brands, would sell their teams before the next big cash influx is supposed to come in, unless they think it's not going to be what they expect. That's just something to consider going forward. But with Cuban, that dude's always up to something, man. Always up to something. Interesting. So anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Well, you know who's a 
acolyte of Cubans, Tom Dundon, which gets us to the Carolina Hurricanes. Would you look at that? Seven and three in their last 10, Joe. They were very much Canes last night against the Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah. And uh, Peter Kochekov actually had a really, really good game. And I think that's ultimately what the biggest concern is with the Carolina Hurricanes going forward, as it tends to be. I think you can get lost in the minutia of the Jalen Chatfield versus Tony D'Angelo. Do you trade off the defensive pairing with Orlov? Which, by the way, don't tell anybody, but Jalen Chatfield and Dmitry Orlov were actually playing well as a pair. And Jalen Chatfield was a plus three last night against the Flyers. (gasps) What a surprise when you're not a defensive traffic cone the way that Tony D'Angelo team seems to be. But the point is, you get lost in all the minutiae. Ultimately, the biggest problem for the Carolina Hurricanes so far has been really suspect goaltending. Kochekov has been a part of that. There's the worry of Ranta. Can he be relied upon in multiple games, not just the one game a week that he seems to excel at, at home no less? And obviously, there's the uncertainty of Freddie Anderson and the blood clotting issue and when he could possibly come back, if at all. So I do think that post-Jordan Stahl calling out the team, they have played more like the Carolina Hurricanes we expect them to be outside of some roller coaster goaltending situations uh, in, uh, in PNC Arena. Oddly enough, as we wrap up November, you know, the Carolina Hurricanes essentially have the same record they had this time last year. <laughs> it's basically, it's, it's, it's not one for one, right? but it's essentially the same. But I think that would be yada yadaing the way the Canes have played so far this season. They have not, this is the classic Rod Brindamore, right? Rod Brindamore can see a Hurricanes team that wins a game and still be mad at the way that they played. And I think if we're all being honest with the with the Carolina Hurricanes, they have not looked like the cup contender we expect them to be, even though yeah. they're essentially at the same record. Yeah, we didn't have a chance to talk about it um, earlier in this week, but they were bad on Friday against Tampa. Yes a Tampa team that has been a thorn in their side. And and one of the things when you go through an 82 game schedule is you're, you're look, it's, it's really hard to be jammed up for all of those games. Yeah, man, there's no way. But when you have a team like Tampa and it was Andre Vasilevsky's first game of the year, like that was a game that should have been circled and the Canes were bad, bad in that game. Rod Brandon said as much afterwards. He said all the things you would expect him to say afterwards. Sunday, I was at the game. Uh, the Canes were classic Canes on Sunday mm-hmm. in the sense that they absolutely dominated the first period of that game. No no goals to show for it. Second period, a little bit more even. And then to start the third, Columbus, who's not good, scores twice, and you're sitting here going, uh-oh. Uh, but I think the comeback, the, to win the game, the way that they did on Sunday with Andrei Svechnikov scoring his first goal of the year, getting a little bit of that confidence, being reunited with Sebastian Ajo, by the way. I do love it when, look, man, Rod Rod presses all the right buttons. And he even said after the game, like, hey, Jeff Daniels is the one who handles forward combinations. Yeah. But I do laugh sometimes because you, you do have to, like you said, sometimes you got to change some things up. Like, of course, you know, hey, Ron Rivera, you can't coach here forever, right? Like, and I get it that Sebastian Ajo and Andre Svechnikov probably can't play together forever. And it's sometimes mm-hmm. you get a jolt one or the other, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like, uh, hey, um, just leave those guys together, right? Like, let's just yeah, no special cough last they, night. They play really well together. Yeah, no thing. Yeah, no special <laughs> cough last night. But I think the other the good the good thing about last night's win against the Flyers 
was the other contributors that you need to step up. Bunting Did. in particular is a guy that they signed. Yep. You know, they made a bunch of moves in the offseason to comp to complement what they have as their as their core. Mm-hmm. And when those guys play well as they're supposed to, mm-hmm. you you that's when the light kind of turns for you and you go, oh yeah, yeah. Uh mentioning Orlov. Orlov has struggled to make the adjustment to play for this team and in the style that this team plays, regardless of who his uh pairing partner is. Sure. So those Orlov and, and Bunning were the two big moves that they made this mm-hmm. offseason. So now you look at the goaltending situation going back to Friday and Ranta. I mean, that was like an out of body experience for Ranta. Uh, yeah. Well, there, there was the, A, there was the fear that he was hurt in the previous game. He goes out there and he gets just shelled. I mean, yeah. it was, it was not a great showing for Ranta. No. And, it, and it's again, yeah, that's eight, goals on 15 shots. It was some I mean, sort of NHL on, record. So yeah, it was brutal. I, I'm going to be interested to see when Ranta plays again. It, it, it might be Thursday night. I'll be over there on Thursday night as well. Um, but, it was classic Canes on Sunday. And even Mike Sundheim, our friend who's worked for them forever now, uh, he said, like, that's the kind of game we needed, the being down 2 0. Mm-hmm. Because remember, as we've seen with Rod's identity, the team's identity has been the game's never over. They keep grinding, they keep doing what they're going to do until people tell them to stop. Mm-hmm. To be down 2 0 in the third period of that game after dominating the way that they had, they had nothing to show for it. And then to score the three goals, and I think it was eight minutes. Yeah, was and, and right. to get it from Sveshnikov from Aho, like that's the kind of thing. And they were super happy in that locker room on Sunday. It was a five o'clock start. Mm-hmm. I'm walking, but perfect for me. I'm walking out. <laughs> you got you got uh, toddlers and little kids, yeah. and they're playing ping pong and they're running around. And, and Jarvis was like wrestling with one of them, mm-hmm. you know, over in the corner. And Motley Crue was, was banging on the on the speakers there. I'm like they were they had fun. Like that that was not a one of eighty two kind of night for them. That was like, oh wait a second, this is who we are. And then a Philly team who, quite frankly, was here two weeks ago and out canes the caned. They outrotted Rod. Mm-hmm. So uh, to, to pay them back in the way that they did last night, a positive sign for the Canes. Uh, speaking of uh, speaking of Jarvis, I guess the ESPN Plus crew caught some of the podcast episode with Seth Jarvis. Yeah, I'm pumped. Very happy about that. Yeah, this was on the uh, the post game after the Hurricanes beat the Flyers. Uh, shout out to Mike who caught this because he texted like, oh, I think you guys just got referenced. Seems to be playing a higher tempo. What did you see from him in this one? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I I heard that about him that he last year was 10 pounds lighter. He went home, he put on a ton of weight. He was, um, I heard him in a podcast talking about how he went around with um, intermittent fasting and he went on his nutrition and he talked about as he's getting older, of course, he's very, very young from where I'm sitting. But (laughs) (laughs) absolutely love that. Absolutely love to see that. You drop by the breeze through for your five o'clock at that dark roast before you headed in for some hockey. Yes, I did. Awesome. Drop on by breeze through. There's one right outside PNC Arena for all your pre and post game hockey needs. Uh, they got a location out in Chapel. They got locations all across North Carolina. I hit the one in Cary from time to time. So big thanks to breeze through. Big week for us in breeze through. I'm still recovering from our late night at the breeze through on Saturday. Are night. you? Yeah, dude. Oh, I'll get you some of those things. Then they're deli- they're they're really good. Okay, all right. I'll have to check that out. That's then. from the butcher's market, though. If you want to just. Slide right into that one. Slide right into the butcher's market. Yes. Head on over to the butcher's market with locations across the triangle and one out in Wilmington as well. This hangover cure you're all about. I might Mm -hmm. need it as we're getting into Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to be okay? Or hanging out with Leanne. (laughs) Speaking of inside baseball, are you going to be okay? You're actually going to have to work in December. I'll be fine. Okay. Good. What? 
You worked like a total of like four days in December in the three years that we worked no. together. Yes. No, no, yes. No, no. Yes. I got to the, I got, I had, dude, I had so oh, much, much vacation. vacation yada, yada, yada. And yes, I had we to know. use it. We know. We know. I had to use no, it. Actually, no, there is no royal we here. I know. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry that you had to work. Are you going to be okay? That's I mean, all I'm asking you. Look, Can I you spent, handle it? I spent all year carrying your ass. <laughs> For sure. Okay. The least, <laughs> the least you could do, do is do the one month without me. Just do a couple of shows in December without me. Okay. That's fair. And you're stubborn. Mm. You're mm-hmm. very stubborn. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes it works in your favor. But I would tell you, like, bring somebody in with you. You're like, no. No. I'm going to do this show by myself. <laughs> no. It's like, okay. You're just making more work for yourself. So be it. But yes. Uh, but who says we're even doing podcasts in December? We're definitely doing. Can we have a little meeting here? You want to have a meeting right now? I do. All right. I do like meeting. the Jim Rome thing. Okay. Who's going to put it together? That's a great question. <laughs> do we have an intern? Tanner will be home. <laughs> saw Tanner at, uh, at the state, state game. game. Yeah. 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 Um, no, I could. Well, if you would. No, because my computer's so slow. How about this? How about you? Or how about I f- identify? Yes. How about you? Flag, and then you fish. Yes. You flag the interviews. Oh, yeah. And I'll see what I can do in pulling them up. Perfect. I mean, I've deleted them all off my laptop. That's what I was going to say. Do we keep them somewhere? YouTube. That's it. That's our. That's yeah. our. YouTube would be the storage system. Yeah, if Google ever goes out of business, then we're, we're screwed. Oh, oh, well, then that's but, a safe. But I, don't, I don't think Google's going out of business anytime soon. I like that bet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, all these things are stored on YouTube. And of course, Red Circle, the podcasting platform, at least carries all of the audio, audio that okay. I can pull too. Okay. So yeah, I didn't know. I didn't honest no, you have a better no, I don't, computer than I do. I, I didn't don't, know if you tried storing no, those things no, or no, 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 no. It's too much. It's too much. There's too much data. I would have to pay out the ass to keep to all that cloud. Yeah. Or it would fill up hard drive. It would fill up 2015. Um, no, they even make those anymore. They do. They do. I actually have like an old firewire, like old school firewire hard drive that has, I do too. Remember the computer that Jackson spilled ice on? Oh yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. I remember that one. I remember that one. No, I have an old hard drive. That's like 250 gigs, which was really expensive at the time. A lot. (laughs) That was huge. And I, Pretty sure that's what has the entirety of the 850, the Buzz production computer on it. Really? Yes. Yeah. When we vacate all the sounders and stuff. Oh yeah, I got like Adam talking to Herb Sendek. Gold 850 balls. I don't think gold. Speaking of balls, I don't think Gold's balls had dropped at that point. He's very high pitched in this interview with Herb Sendek. I might have to fish it out. If the, Adam's listening, the verbiage. He, what? The verbiage from Herbage. That's right. That's right. I got so I got all sorts like all of our promos. All these things, like I think, two stations, one cup. Pretty sure I have that one. My favorite promo of all time, um, where we used to have this caller named Dick, and Gold just, you know, I was the producer call screener at the time, so I just had it on the, the screen. Dick Car, and he's like, "All right, let's go grab Dick in a car." All right, so I clipped that one. I absolutely that's I saved that one for sure. Okay, so Timberlake stole that from you. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, yes, yeah, so I, I have all that stuff on a hard drive mm. somewhere. That's old though. That that's, that's not our work. Yeah. That's not, our work. I have our podcast, our intellectual property. Well, it's not, not our, it's actually not ours anymore, but I have, because we put it on YouTube. No, no, no. I'm talking about our other podcast. No, no, no. You know, no, no, I'm talking about all, this. I, I'm talking I about our all, stuff. Our stuff. Yeah. That's all sitting on the cloud right now. Okay. But I can yank it. If you want to flag it, 
we'll go we'll go from there. All right. So there's as long your- as we're not yanking a dick in a car, then that's fine. <laughs> Ooh, you could get arrested for that. Who hasn't? You could get arrested for that. <laughs> I got so many jokes, but we should probably move on to Mosquito Authority. <laughs> Hit the button. Hit the button. Moving on. <laughs> I can't because you filled up my thing. Oh. Next topic, please. Mosquito. And, and I love how I love how stubborn you are that you won't use any of them either. No, I won't do it. I'll take them all out and put them somewhere no, else. I'll, I, no, because I want to put them in here. Our radio people. I want to do you know vibes. All that kind my, of stuff. my juices flow all. The I have time. Like a, my, I have a little button here. Anyway, mosquito authority, pest authority. Check them out. Bugsbite.com. It's cold right now. You're not thinking about mosquitoes, but you should be. You should be thinking about next summer. Yeah, you should be thinking about your house. Yes, you should be thinking about termites. Yes. Had the termite treatment. It was last week in the mulch, not under the house, not in the crawl space, in the mulch. Because you know why? That's where the that's where the termites come from. Mm-hmm. And trust me, you do not want termite issues at your house. That's unbelievable cost to you. So save yourself some money. Go to bugsbite.com. Hayes Lancaster, the OG OG, does not believe in contracts, but he does believe in saving you money. All kinds of coupons, all kinds of opportunities right there at bugsbite.com. We are moving on to, hey, Joe, wrapping things up. Big thanks to Oakwood Pizza Box. It's a Wednesday. It's not a holiday. Open. They are open today. So go check them out at downtown Raleigh. More importantly, go to oakwoodpizzabox.com. You can order online, pick up, and enjoy the square. I like I like the meatball in my square. Put it with a veggie. I'm, my my heart is so warm right now. Why? You, you, you don't want rattlesnake. You don't want stuffing. You don't want I gravy. Think, no, I still think Anthony should make that Thanksgiving <laughs> pizza. Did you show him that clip, by the way? I I, <laughs> I tagged his ass. My, my heart is very warm that you just said, get the square meatball. Whatever. Whatever. Look at you. Okay. Finally joining us. YouTube comments were popping yesterday. <laughs> Thanks to David Tepper uh, from, uh, what is it, J.A. Rule? Is, is that Matt Rule? Ja Rule. Ja Rule. If you can sustain some kind of success here in Charlotte, we will support you. We don't give a fuck about the Panthers and the Hornets <laughs> because they have been garbage for decades. Hell, the Panthers couldn't even have back-to-back winning seasons in almost 30 years. The Hornets have only made the playoffs twice that I can remember and got swept both times. It was the play-in situations, too. Don't expect the public to support this trash. Uh, from Jesus J.C. Penny is coming here because of me. <laughs> yeah, thanks, David Tepper. <laughs> From Michael, they should not let Tepper talk. Panthers are losing every week. Say Panthers suck, offense sucks, and I fired the guy. Yeah, I mean, that's ultimately what you should say. Uh, Unfortunately for Tepper, this is a results-driven business. He's too stupid to realize he knows nothing about football. We were a good franchise. Then he bought it. Now we stink. Eh, They were an okay franchise. Uh, From sophisticated Bob, Tepper is a genius. It's obvious. You can listen to the press conference and realize he is talking way above the heads of everyone in that room or any other room or rooms that have yet to be built. He's a real man of genius. Uh, From Brian, digging the Zelda hoodie, Joe. I'm closing in on finishing Tears of the Kingdom after months of playing. Same. I have not finished again. I still have to get through the Lightning Temple. I moved on to Pikmin 4, and I'll eventually start playing Super Mario Brothers Wonder. What? I don't understand anything you just said. What? (laughs) What? (laughs) From JJ Obvious, I know how much you love taking calls. Let's do it live. Okay, speaking of meetings. We'll do it live. Speaking of meetings, I did get a few... Suggestions uh, for our next next stop? 
a few. A the few. OG Roadshow. So like from Eric is sponsored by <laughs> your company here. It's from Eric. Yes. Time to start doing the live podcast. You, sh- you should partner with like the Monty show. He's out in Arizona. No, he's out in Utah now. Uh, and build a schedule of shows on YouTube. Go from like 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. No. No, sir. Absolutely not, Eric. Can you imagine Jillio after all that drinking? Doing oh. three, three-hour shows? That would be like once a month. Hell no. We're absolutely not doing that. Uh, we we do have to figure out if we want to do if we want to do something like that. I How about know. this? Let's try to sell a sponsor for our Thursday live shows. So uh, this is from I'm just saying I have an idea with regard to do a call in type show. You could do a topic question of the week like Bomani does on his podcast. Maybe you could use voice replies here as well as a way to collect responses. I, I've thought about that. Bomani's done a, a voicemail thing for years, yeah. regardless of what podcast iteration he's done. And he'll ask a central question, like my personal favorite, like when's that one, t- like when did you quit high school athletics? Like what was that one moment where you said, I'm done? And it's usually because some guy got lit up on the football field or they got yammed on, et cetera, et cetera. But people got great stories. I've thought about that, but it's that interaction. Like, yeah, I, I enjoy just the, the actual interaction between the two. It's a little bit difficult through video chat. And maybe that's what we do. That's why I'm thinking about Thursdays at two o'clock. Yeah, there, there's. But you have to be awake. Literally, nothing preventing us from trying something. Okay, you're you're literally. no actually you're actually wrong. The only thing keeping us from possibly doing it at two o'clock is your sleep schedule. Yeah, but that's it. That's it. I'm saying if you want to do something once a month, cool. Once a week, cool. It's once a week. Okay, it'd be once a week. You're saying Thursdays. Thursdays at two. Okay, kind cool. of like a free for all sort of thing that's been done before. Maybe we could sell that. Maybe you're right. Hmm. Wonder if there's any potential sponsors listening that would be all about that. The uh, Thursday OG live. We could also do the road show where we go on the road. Uh, See, you got to get over that. No, I, I like going on the road. I don't mind. Go- it's not. It's not that I mind going on the road. It's more about having to pack up we all this go to the shit. Mall. Okay. Like you want to go somewhere where there's traffic. It's about packing this shit up. Oh, stop! And then. Setting it back I up. I set it up on my own. Thank you, know, you sir. You last know, week. You know what we need? We need another roadcaster. Oh, we could do that. A road roadcaster. One tax that I guy just, will ever get back to us. Yeah, that way we'll, I can actually just put this in the backpack and have it ready to go at a yeah. moment's notice. They actually make a smaller, an even smaller version of yeah. this that has two mics. Okay. But I don't know. Something to consider in the future. For Matt, uh, let's see. He needs to ask his buddy Tom Dunnan how to use the brain trust. Best line from Dunnan was that interview that you guys did. If yeah. you have a hockey question, who are you asking? Me or Rod? Because I'm asking Rod. Thank you, Matt. I'll make sure I clip that for the best of the OG this year. <laughs> yes. What did Rome call it, though? He, he just called it the year in review. The year in review. Yeah, he just, okay. called, he just called it the year in review. God, it was so good. Speaking of years in it's review. It's not Ryan. It's Ryan. Speaking of years in review, we'll actually wrap on this. It's Spotify rap season. So okay. Spotify will spit back at you all well, what you've been up to listening to and things like that. So Kelson got things started with um, his Spotify wrapped and how much podcast listening he's done. And apparently you, he is a top 2% fan. He's listened to 6,052 minutes of the podcast. Kelson. Send that man a shirt or something. Kelson, if you've made it this far, I'll probably DM you, but if you've made it this far, email us. Digital at gmail.com and I will send you a hoodie of your choice. Ooh. Now that I have a 
company card. <laughs> no, you are graduated. <laughs> it only took eight months for me to get a company card. Eight months we haven't been in business for eight months. Has it not been eight months? No. Has it been seven months? We we weren't in LLC until June. So. Oh, geez. That's right. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Well, we're approaching half a million downloads. So are we? Yeah, we should be at a half a million downloads by the end of the week or next week. That's okay. not bad for six to seven months of podcasting. Not bad. So, Kelson, uh, by all means, email us and uh, we will send you something. In fact, if you, in, this is how to incentivize okay. people doing the Spotify raps to, yeah, to, yeah. Get, to get the word out there. Oh, these are the stickers. We got new stickers. And I might be putting in another order for color changing cups because we are out of those. Okay. So anyway, just things to do. We got to spend the money, right? You keep telling me. We do. We have Actually, to spend the yes, money. Yes, we do. Okay. Well then fine. I'll find ways to spend the money. Not the OG mobile. Not that. <laughs> Instead, we'll do it for hoodies and things like that for our listeners. Anyway, that's going to wrap it up for today's show. We will see you tomorrow. We'll give you some premature evaluations for the conference championship games in college football. We'll also have a wrap on the ACC SEC challenge. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.